Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and welcome to Rooted Deep. I'm sitting here with Allison today and we have been doing a a little bit of a deep dive, not too deep, but a little bit of a deep dive into the book of James. And so we are trudging into James chapter four today. And Allie, this has really been some great thought-provoking, hang on, let me make sure I get this material. It really is nice. I I used to read James um, and just read it quickly because it seems, it does seem on the surface level to be very, um, and it is, it's very, it's like reading the Proverbs. It's, it's mm. reminding you of things that you already almost know, but at the same time, and you know you should be doing. And so you kind of tend to skip through it and say, yeah, 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 I know that. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm, I'm supposed to be nice to people. I'm not supposed to say have favoritism. I'm supposed to say my right. time. I get it. I get it. But then going into the, like you said, a little bit deeper and a pause. And I think it's really good the way we've been doing it this way is just once a week, just taking a little bit and really mm-hmm. digging in, not just to what the surface uh, writing is about, but um, but also those spiritual, those deeper spiritual truths behind it and who we are um, as as believers and who we are as, as um, children of God, but also who we are in the community. And I think we're going to talk about a little bit about that more today in James four, because we, are. we aren't individual. We are individuals, but at the same time, we, we are part of a, a, a family and we, we need to be reminded of that. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. It's this faith community that we're a part of, at least you should be a part of. Um, yeah. Isolation is a scary thing. And it leads to bad places. So we ought to be a part of a community. But anytime you put people together in community, you're bound to have conflict um, because we're we're different and uh, we like different things. We think different ways. And so James, as always, I feel like we say this every week, but he uses such strong language. Mm-hmm. He uses bold words and they're words that like get your attention type of words, right. because I yeah. think, especially growing up in the South, we like to polish up conflict. Uh, we like to use words that make it sound nowhere near as bad as what it, it actually what is. We're trying James, to say, right. Yeah, yeah. James doesn't do that. He's just yeah. like, okay, let's just get down to the core of this and to the heart of this. And let's use these words that at first make us be like, what? But in reality, when we think these things through, which we're getting ready to jump into and do, I think we're going to find that James may be onto something here as he's choosing his words very pointedly uh, and and very purposely. So he starts off in verse one and he says, what is the source of wars or fights among you? Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So immediately, I mean, it's just, boom. okay, what, what is the source of all of this contention? this fighting that's among you. And he uses these words like war, which is a, it's a big, that's a big word. Um, And he says, so he's, but he's asking not why are you fighting necessarily? Because I think if if somebody says, Hey, why are, why are you fighting with so-and-so I'm going to come up with my reasons why I think Mm -hmm. I'm right. and They're wrong. Right. Exactly. But James is like, no, I want to know what's the source. What's at the root? Okay, so here we are in a Rooted Deep podcast, and that's Mm -hmm. a big part of who we are in our DNA as a podcast. 
So James says, let's get down to the root of this. And that's exactly what he's getting ready to do is expose the root of a lot of our disagreements and our fighting among one another. Yeah. And it's not what are you fighting about or who started it? It's Mm -hmm. um, and I I think this reminds me of um, when Jesus was. Uh, Jesus was walking and he was teaching and this guy came up to him and said, Hey, um, can you fix this problem between me and my brother? Mm. And and Jesus is like, yeah, but that's not the problem between you and your brother. I'm not going to fix that problem. There's this underlying root, you know, which is basically greed. And so Mm -hmm. that's what, you know, that's what James is doing again. He was like, not, he's not asking, what are you fighting about? He's like, let's get down to the root. And I love it because it's you. You know, it's again, it's that that Taylor Swift song, hey, it's me, I'm the problem, it's me. And nobody wants to say this because we all, in a fight, in a war, we love to have a winning side and we like to be on the winning side. But not only that, we like to pull people over Mm -hmm. to our side, which is what, instead of being a war between two people, it becomes a bigger division in the community because we always, we, you know, it's so funny because we love to isolate ourselves until there's a fight. And then we love to have people around us, you know, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, no, it's so good because I think you're exactly right. And I think if we go even deeper into the, why are we like that? Yeah. You know, what is it, you know, that, um, that comes up, I think we're going to see through these verses that we're going to look at today, that there is this contrast between we're either have a humble spirit, or we're lifted up in pride. And you're going to yeah. see, I think, throughout this chapter, you're going to see this proudness or this pride that would well up in us. And whether it's I'm too proud to say I'm wrong, or whether it's I'm too mm-hmm. proud to humble, you know, the opposite of that is, okay, I humble myself. And I say, you know what, right. wait a minute, it's not all about me. And, and so James is going to dive into that. And, you know, when he says, look, here's the deal. You you desire to have um, mm-hmm. and you don't have. Okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. things apparently, you know, these people James was writing to, there were things they wanted that they didn't have. And so... He says you murder and you covet and you still can't obtain. I mean, Ali, murder yeah. and covet, these are big words. Right. And and we're to and a lot of people have used this Bible verse, you have not because you ask not. And everybody uses that as just such a beautiful truth about prayer. But it's really if you're asking, it's really the motivation. Again, he's questioning the root of what you're praying for and what you're asking for and whether it's content, whether it's connected to what you really would, uh, in James's word, would kill for and mm-hmm. covet. And, and, and you can't, this greed, um, this greed that yeah. you're dealing with. And, you know, and remember, remember what, remember what Matthew teaches us. If you hate your brother, it, you it. May as well, it's, it's murder. And so it's, it's, it's again, this pulling away of community because he has something I don't want. Therefore I hate him. And that's what James is teaching. That's what James is teaching us. And so, mm. yes, it is about prayer, but it's about, um, it's about praying the right things, but it's mm. really about before you even ask check mm-hmm. your heart again and who do you hate and who do you covet and in 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 our in our case 
what are you comparing yourself to that you're not getting? And, and where is that coming from? Because it's a lot about selfishness. It's a lot about self. And it's, it's about, you know, wanting what the other person has and not having it as it's, it's more, even more than it is about prayer. Yeah, because we set this in context. If we take that verse four, you don't have because you don't ask out of con out, and yeah. pull it out of the context mm -hmm. of verses yeah. one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Um, then you've got, oh, okay, well, you know, I need to ask, right? I just need to but ask. We, yeah. Right. Yeah. But when we stick it in the context, James is really unveiling the motive of our hearts. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he says, wait a minute. The reason that you, in fact, verse three is going to be very blunt for us here. He says, the yeah. reason you ask and you don't receive is because yeah. you ask with wrong motives um, right. so that you can spend it again. So there's this selfishness here. There is this, I want because I want. And, and you know, I think majority of people listening to us on our podcast today are probably never killed anybody. And so right. you may be at this moment saying, well, I don't know if this podcast really episode is for me today because I'm not really a murderer. Okay, but Allie just led us into this as Jesus teaches on the Sermon on the Mount. He teaches in Matthew chapter five and six, and, he, and he's talking about, he's doing this comparison of actually the law, okay, so the Old Testament law versus the, the salvation through grace and this new way of perspective of looking at things. And Jesus keeps saying, hey, you know, you've heard it said in old times, the law, thou shalt not murder. Jesus says, but I'm calling you to a higher level. What I'm telling you is, if you hate somebody in your heart, you've already committed murder. Now, yeah. you would say, how is that true? I, I, haven't, I haven't pulled out a gun. I haven't pulled out a knife. This is what Jesus knows to be true. Murder comes from hate. Nobody, I mean, yeah. you're, there's a hate that is the seed that's planted in a soul long before a murder is ever, uh, you know, is ever brought Right. That somebody's ever killed yeah. and so it leads places and so i think for all of us today wherever we're sitting right now we got to mm -hmm. ask ourselves what are what's the motives down deep in our heart mm -hmm. what is yeah. underlying the things that we're saying and doing and feeling and, and what are we feeling because yeah. a lot of us would say well i'm not a murderer but maybe there's somebody's face right now that's popping up in our minds that are like you mm -hmm. know what i hate them yeah yeah. And, and it's like, okay, wait a minute. That's not the seed we want planted in there because mm -hmm. that doesn't bring up what we want it to bring up. And, and so I, I think, you know, even though, man, all of us may be like, I don't like this passage at all. I just don't think <laughs> yeah. it fits me or for whatever reason, yeah. I think it fits all of us. If we stop and mm -hmm. just contemplate where we are, you know, like you said, are there some things that we just really want so bad? Mm -hmm. Um. We're yeah. dissatisfied, we're grumbling, we're unhappy, yeah. we're mad because are, are, are we are we fighting with people over stuff that's just stuff? Right, exactly. Or is it is it a position? Is it she has a, she's mm -hmm. in a position that I'm not in or he's he has something that I don't have. Yeah. Um, whether it's a title or a job. And, and that, that takes root. And James brought, James took us through this um, early on when he's talking about where sin leads. And it's always because there's a little root that we allow um, to get, to get rooted in there. We allow, we allow this, this lust of the flesh, this uh, lust of the eyes, yep. pride of life root that then this gives way to sin, which gives way to, you know, 
to to death and 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 that's that's what he's talking about it, he's he's saying again you've let selfishness and hate take root in your heart so much that you are that now your thoughts are yeah. a little bit your thoughts are far far away from where they need to be you lust and you have not you kill and you desire to have and cannot obtain and then the fighting and the war and a lot of us um, would not would not identify with these words, the fighting and the war and killing and, and everything, but really think about where that where these 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 um, selfish thoughts take you when you're talking mm-hmm. when you're thinking about a person when you're thinking about an uh, an action or a specific time or even thinking about what I mean. Let's get down to what most of us struggle with, which is gossip. And why am I talking bad about person with this person? Why am I killing this person's reputation with my with my words. words what is yeah. the motivation behind that again it's going back to the tongue and we thought we we heard last week how destructive and how murderous the tongue can be and that and james is like okay let's talk about it let's talk about how this works in a community and how you're behaving right yeah. now and it starts with your thoughts no i agree you know uh, i find it interesting that that word lust there in that verse if you look it up in the Strong's Concordance, it's defined as to long for, to covet, to lust after. And this is my favorite phrase here, to set the heart upon. Mm. And, and I think, you know, sometimes we set our hearts upon things that either we can't have, we yeah. shouldn't have, or we yeah. don't have. Yeah. You know, and like you said, that, that doesn't have to be a possession, although it can be, it could, it could be a car. It could be a house. It could be, you know, I know people that are just up to their eyeballs in debt because they've set their hearts upon so many things they can't afford. And, uh, but, but it also could be in a relationship. It could be, yeah. it could be, a, it could be a person that it's not your spouse. <laughs> it could be a, you know, it could be all kinds of things that you don't have that you want. And so I think, James is just kind of got coming right out of the gate here. And he says, look, you know, why are, what is all this fighting and this warring uh, among you? And it's because you want and you don't have. And I think even in our world today, Allie, if we were to look at even some of the wars that are literal wars that are raging around us and, and, and here, whether it be here in the United States or whether it be somewhere else uh, and it, in actual physical war, what we find as we look right now in our current, in our current uh, global perspective is that so many of so much of the violence, so much of the fighting that we see, if we would find its roots back, it's people yeah. who want something that's not theirs. They're trying to take right. something that's not theirs mm-hmm. to have. And, and yeah. it comes, it boils itself right back down to these little simple things. Although on that grand scale, it looks so much more yeah. complicated. Exactly. Exactly. And, and when you said, um, set your heart upon, um, that, that word lust, and then mm. going right into the verse four, talking about adulterous people in other yep. words, or the adulterers and the adulterers, it's in other words, again, you want something you can't have. You're being unfaithful. In some way, you're being unfaithful to either what God has given you or what what God has put in you, whether it's a whether it's a marriage or whether it's a calling or whether it's uh, your possessions. Mm-hmm. And you are you're set. You've set your heart on something else instead of 
And, and that, again, it leads to all of these destructive words and destructive actions that, yeah. that, that we see all the time in churches and that we are a part of. Not no, just, absolutely. It's not me and Reba standing back saying, look at y'all, y'all are horrible. Right, um, no. It was, <laughs> no, I think for me, it's always the challenge of, am I fulfilled? And where do I find my fulfillment? Because yeah. if, if I'm not, if, if God is not the one who is sustaining me and filling me, and he's not the resource that I'm going to for all the areas, what I'm going to call gaps, all these gaps in my life where I feel like I'm insufficient or I don't have what I want or I don't have yes. what I need. If I'm going to God and he becomes my fulfillment, then that is a mature believer. Okay. Right. If yes. I'm not and I'm going to something mm-hmm. else to find my fulfillment, then that's an immature believer. And I think that's what, of right. course, you know, James is kind of talking to trying to get us to grow up in our faith. And so as we look at this, I think, man, it's like, wait a minute. When I don't, when I'm not fulfilled in Christ, what do I turn to? I turn for something else to fulfill something that only God is supposed mm. to do. And so I'm now I'm committing adult spiritual adultery and right. I'm like, okay, Lord, you're not enough. I'm going to turn to something else. And so James is going to call that out quickly. And he says, Hey, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility with God? And again, he, he yeah. doesn't mean the world as a as a as a as a uh, as people and 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 so forth. What he's looking at is this identifier of the the idea, the concept that the world represents. It's all the things that are tangible. Yeah. Don't yeah. you know? And it, yeah. Yeah. Don't you know that all of these things that are tangible, they they don't have eternal value. Okay. That when you be, when that becomes your best friend, then you really are committing adultery it's hostility towards god and again strong words but james is like i'm not going to mince these words and make it look pretty for you i'm just going to call it out and tell you like it is exactly and i I do like the progression from verse one all the way to the verse four because it does start with these words about uh, um that are really internal thoughts, the the mm. passion, the lust, the lust, that what your mind is on. Yep. But it takes you to, it takes you farther than you know. It sin will take you farther than 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 you wanted to go. Um, it takes you into actions, um, and and relationships. Uh, whether it's like you said, whether it's wanting, um, it, whether it's causing you know, looking at the world and saying, okay, that's what I want. That's where my heart is going to be from now on. Yep. So therefore I'm being unfaithful to, to my calling, to my God, to my, my, my time. I mean, when you, what are you spending your time on? Are you spending your time with God? Or are you spending your time trying to get as friendly with the world and society and with tangible items and, and with material possessions as possible? And, yeah. and I think that's something that we can all I think I, th- I think that's something that we all need to check daily, weekly, mm-hmm. and say, where is my time going, and why am I spending this time towards this? Is it is it is it does it have eternal value? And yeah. our our friend Tim Lafleur, you know, says there's three things that there's three things that are eternal: God, His words, and the souls of men. And every day you need to invest in in that, which is eternal. And so yeah. many times in our adulterous heart, in our, in our murderous heart, in our covetous heart, we're, we've, we've, we're out of 180. We're on the other, we're facing the other direction. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think too, there's a kind of, you can look at this in a little bit different way as well, Allie. And that is, 
I think sometimes among, you know, among the church, the, the, the big church, okay, uh, all of God's people, mm-hmm. as we look along the church, as we find dissensions and arguing and fighting and warring, you know what happens? People get hurt and they begin to step away from the church and they begin to step away from God's people. And what do they do? They go find and have relationships with people that yeah. are not even connected to the body of Christ whatsoever. Right. And, and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, whether it be, and, and I've heard this so much lately that I, I want to use that as my illustration. I've talked to so many people lately and they're far away from where they used to be. And what they've said is, hey, you know what? The church has taken a position on this that I don't like. There yeah. are people in the church that have that have been ugly uh, or have 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 done wrong in these areas. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's a political view. Maybe it's a whatever, whatever it is. And therefore, because I disagree with that and because I don't want to be associated with that, I've come all the way over here. And now I've said what I know to be sin is no longer sin. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's a strong reaction to what I didn't like on one side. Now I've swung mm-hmm. the other way. So I'm nowhere. I don't want to be identified with any of that. And I think for all of us, it's like, okay, there's wars, there's fightings, there's things going on, even in the church. And if we're not careful, we can get our eyes off of Jesus and on to sometimes very sinful believers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And the next thing you know, what have we done? We we we've spun our whole hearts and our and we're over here now and we've become and our best friends and the people that we spend the most time with are people that are saturated in the world's philosophy, in the world's concepts, the world's ideas. Mm-hmm. They they don't believe in God or or they don't believe in the, in the truths of the Bible. And there's a far concept from that. And I think what happens is we become, again, we become proud in that. And we're like, see, I'm not going to act like that. And yet we're on a path to destruction. So I think, you know, we can, we can kind of, it's almost like a, um, um, one of those little glasses that you can turn and you can see the refraction of light and it kind of gives you a different color as Mm -hmm. you turn it. And I think these verses can do that. You can look at these verses many times and go, wow, there's that truth. But if you turn it just a little Mm -hmm. bit, there's another truth there and there's another truth there. And there's just layer upon layer of this. So, you know, I, I would really hope today, all of us would kind of look and say, what are we fighting about right now? Yeah. Yeah. And what, who, and who is our, who is our true friend? Who are we fighting? If you look at who you're fighting with and who your true friend is, and it's the opposite of what it should be. See, we're supposed to be true friends and develop relationships with our spiritual brothers and sisters, with the family of God, with God. Um, But yet we're pulling away from those relationships. We're creating division in those relationships, because we've turned so far, like you said, it doesn't look like it, what it, what it used to. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden our, our friendship, our relationship, our time, our money is all spent on developing. And it's almost like a dating relationship, right? It's I'm, yeah. I'm going to do everything I can to have this, this close intimate relationship with the things that are opposite of what God wants. Mm-hmm. And, and so the fight and the war is happening instead of the fight and the war being against the devil and against Satan and against the temptation that we're supposed to be fighting. Yeah. We're actually fighting our Christian brothers because we have, we have our, our heart is set upon, like you said, our heart is set upon these new relationships, these, the, un, the people who 
make us feel good about ourselves instead of, mm-hmm. you know, um, instead of calling us to something, uh, just calling us to something higher. And, uh, and it is, it's, 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 so I think that's why he's talking about it. And he's talking about two different relationships here. He's talking about war and he's talking about friendship and enmity and, and, and how those, and, and we're, we're fighting the wrong, we're fighting the wrong war. Oh, we really are. I, I so agree with that. And, and I think that, you know, there's that. And so then you get this little verse tucked in there in verse two, you know, you don't, you have not because you don't ask. And then verse three, you ask and you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you can spend it on your own pleasures. And I think when we look at those two verses together, we get this, we get a real clear picture here. And that is there's sometimes there are things in our lives that we're struggling with that maybe we, we really need God to do, but we haven't asked. We really haven't asked. We haven't, we're not asking for wisdom. We're not asking for strength. We're not asking for help. We're not asking for any of these things. We're just doing it on our own. And then when we do ask, James says, what we're asking for is with a completely wrong motive. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I either. So James says, so you can spend it on your own pleasures. And I can, man, I can look at that any way I want to. Obviously it has the idea of spend. So we get this concept of, oh, it's a possession, but man, you know, I got all kinds of wrong motives that I can ask Mm -hmm. God for. I mean, I can ask God to, you know, I mean, what we do, Allie, I mean, there's a lot of times that I see evil in the world and I'm like, God cast lightning mm-hmm. bolts down on these people. Let's just get right. rid of these yeah. people so that we yeah. can help more women. Right. But wait a minute. What, what is my heart and what is my motives and, and what, what is behind what I'm mm-hmm. asking God for? And do yeah. I have the humble spirit to say, God, not my will, but thine be done. Right. Yeah. And is it, is it, um, sometimes I think about how I want how I just want him to fix it so I can move on to something else, mm-hmm. you know, and he wants me to stay in this struggle or stay in this fight. And I'm like, no, get rid of this or, or fix that because I'm, it, you know, I don't want to endure anymore. or I don't want to fight this battle anymore. or I don't want to continue to spend time with this particular person. I'm exhausted. Fix her quick so I can move on to something else. And, and even that, I feel like, um, you know, just praying the other day, I'm, I'm just like, Oh, Lord, fix it. Cause I'm just weary. I'm so tired of this. Um, but, and then somebody reminded me that time, you know, that the, spending our time with, with people is the way we love them. And so if you want to just fix it so that you, they can move on, so you're not spending time with them, then, then that's not true. That's not true brotherly love. And I was just like, Oh, here we go again. You know, and I was annoyed because it's true, you know, I was right. so annoying. I'm like, don't speak James to me. Um, but it, but it's true. And, and sometimes when, when we're, or, uh, lately because of society, and this is just something that we deal with uh, when we're spending time with women or we're, we're, we're ministering to women. Sometimes instead of looking at these women as image bearers of Christ, image mm. bearers of God, and, um, and, and, and sisters in Christ, we're looking at it from a more, um, humanistic perspective in, as far as female empowerment and feminism and, you know, hating the man and all of that. And sometimes I do slip into that because society pours it into us through social media, through, uh, through television, through even the news media. And so then it's like, do I really love this woman because of, you know, because she's a, 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 a creation of God, or am I fighting 
the, the feminism war. And, and, and I, and I struggle with that. And, and then I have to be like, okay, what are my filters? Have I been spending too much time? Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? And oh, so I do understand what you're saying. And so even that, even if it's a good thing, but it's mm-hmm. done in the wrong motives and we're yep. praying because Lord, you know, beat this man down or cast lightning. Is it because you, is it, is it female empowerment is because no, this woman is a true creation of God and she's a sister in Christ. And we need to, we need to bear her up so she can, so she can also help us continue the work. And, um, and even that it's one of those, it's one of the struggles that I personally have dealt with. And just in the last few weeks, and, and what are my praying towards and what is my justification? What is my, my motivation mm-hmm. um, when I'm working in this, in this type of community? But back to, you know, back to asking and not receiving and, and, and even do, is it because I want my ministry to be bigger mm-hmm. because sure. it needs to be bigger for my name, for my name's sake, or do I truly want to love on women and children, you know, in the Dominican oh. Republic? Oh, absolutely. I, I just think, you know, if we're honest and we get down to it and we start asking, okay, why am I praying this? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe the opposite. Why am I not praying this? Yeah. yeah. Why am I not asking, you know, God for this? Why, why in my arrogance and my pride, do yeah. I actually think that I've got this, you know, and, and I find myself sometimes, you know, headlong in the middle of a project or a problem solving moment. And I can't, I suddenly like the lightning clicks in my, in my mind. And I'm like, you haven't even prayed about this. You're just, Mm. you're just going into problem solving mode and you're immediately going, oh, okay, we're going to do this first and this second and this third. And what, what if that's not the way it should be done? And, and I think so many times, you know, we may not call it pride, Mm. but, but it is. Yeah. It is is pride Uh, because it's like, okay, God, I got the right, you know, I got the things for this. I got the, you know, you equip me. I know what I'm doing. I got this. And yet, wait, wait a minute. You know, um, I think we don't sometimes experience the miraculous power of God working in our hearts and our lives and our families and our churches because we believe we have the answers Mm -hmm. and we don't go and we don't ask. And if we were to go and ask, God would give us an answer that would be different than the one that we would come up with. And if we were to be obedient to that, we would see miraculous things happen as a result. And, 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 but we don't, we don't, we don't ask. And, you know, and then when we do ask, when I do run to God and ask, I already know what I want. Yeah. I'm asking God for what he wants to give. And I'm not asking him for what he thinks is best. I'm telling him what I want him to do for me. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling him to fix something that I've stepped out on my own and done in, in my own pride. And then I'm like, Hey, Oh, could you come out? Listen, you know, like, like calling a motor concho, you know, and saying, Hey, can you come get me? You know, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a fix right now. And, and who got myself into a fix is, is my own pride. Like you said, it's my own pride and, and, and not seeking him in the beginning. Um, and stopping, and I think in my in in my case, it's stopping and saying, "Is this the direction I need to go?" Instead of, but n- normally I've already gone, and then I'm right. And then I'm like, right. I need a ticket yeah. back to where I started. Yeah, you know, and 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 I've God is reminding me so much through this whole thing with Guatemala because it there's not one step in our opening up Dare for More Guatemala. There's not been one step of this 
that I felt like not one thing that I have felt like, okay, I know what, I know what to do here. Yeah. Not one, every single mm-hmm. step has been, I don't, I'm not sure I know what to do here. Mm-hmm. And so through this process of just constantly bathing these things in prayer and saying, God, you show us what to do. You lead us. And, and there's been times it seems like he's directed us in a way that I would have never directed us. And, right. and yeah. then, so, and then walking in obedience in that and in trust in that, um, and God has really taught me through that. And as we've watched miracles happen and we've, we've seen things move in a way that we never dreamed would, would move, especially in the time frame. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute, God, you're teaching me so much that your ways are higher than mine. You have my good at heart. You have the women's good that we're trying to help the families that we're trying to help. You see them, you know, you have their thing at heart. And I think sometimes if we're real honest, although James doesn't speak into this in this particular verses, we doubt that God has our good in mind and we doubt that he knows best. And we, and we're, we're not sure. So therefore we run to him like demanding little tyrants mm-hmm. who who are like, all right, God, I need you to do it my way. And this is what right. I need you to do as if I know best what my what the way mm-hmm. should be. And I think this is what causes so much pride to dwell up in our hearts and where right. we think I know best. I I've got this. I, you know, and suddenly God becomes the lesser and we become the greater. And yeah. anytime we do that, we are in for a world of hurt. Um, and so, you know, I don't know where your people are at, but this is what I love about verse six. Mm-hmm. He says, but he gives greater grace. Yeah. Um, he says, okay, maybe this is, maybe you're finding yourself, James is saying, fighting. Maybe you're finding yourself lusting. Maybe you're finding yourself yeah. with a murderous heart or with a covetous mm-hmm. spirit. Maybe you found yourself in these verses saying, you know what? I don't ask of God. And when I do, I'm a little demanding two-year-old who wants mm-hmm. God to do it my way. Um, right. And maybe you're finding yourself, you've walked away from the friendships with people of God because of hurt and pain. Yeah. And you've made mm-hmm. friendships and relationships that are far from where you believe you and you know you should be. And so here yeah. you are, okay? And this is what James says, God gives grace. In fact, God he gives, gives greater grace. grace. There's grace yeah. for this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and grace is undeserved, right? It's yeah. favor that's undeserved, okay? Right. We know mercy is keeping me from a punishment I deserve, but mm-hmm. grace yeah. is giving me something good that I don't deserve. Yeah. And so God says, look, there's great." James says, look, there's, there's grace for this. Mm-hmm. And so here's the deal. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So the key here, Allie, I mean, James Mm -hmm. spells it out. The key for us, if I find myself identifying with any of this, is humble myself. Yeah. And and it's such a simple thing. And it's such a simple thing to say. And this is where we need to go back to that that asking wisdom. Because Mm. first of all, if we find ourselves, it's wisdom. Once once we ask God and say, okay, where have I got it wrong? Where am I asking wrong? Where is my heart leading and it shouldn't be and, and the wisdom to know, okay, here's what I need to do. And here's where the pride is. And then, and then get rid of it. But I love that. I love that greater grace because we're all experiencing grace 
in our life on a daily basis, just, I mean, through our salvation, I mean, bam, Mm -hmm. it's there, we have it, we're living in it. But then also in this day to day, come back, let's get, let's get your heart back to where it needs to be. Humble yourself, get rid of that, you know, get rid of that lust, get rid of that covetousness, get rid of that pride and selfishness and, and get back to who, get back to that humility and the humble, the humble nature of saying, okay, I can't do it. I can't live it. I can't walk it without you. And I think in in my case, it's one of those things that I'm always constantly being reminded of what, you know, of what I can't do. And then I get, but that, that doesn't necessarily make me humble. It makes me mad. You know what I'm saying? It's not, that's, that, that's not quite, I'm like, I didn't do it right. And so instead of being humbled and saying, oh, okay, you know, um, I need to, I've missed it. It just, it makes me mad. And there's that there, you know, and so that's, that's not what, that's not what the humility looks like. It's not that, the anger of man, I messed up. It's the, the humility is I cannot do this life or ministry or family or relationship. I cannot do it unless God is at the center. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, and I think there's, you know, there, I think we have to understand that, yeah, you can keep on if you want to in your pride, Mm. um, but you're never going to get the results that you really, really want. Right. And at the end of the day, it'll always be this elusive. It's like the dog races and they've got that rabbit out front that the dog never can catch because it's always just a few feet out in front of the dog. And I think a lot of us go through life like that. We're chasing something that the devil has in front of us and he's never going to let us catch it. And and we're, we're just chasing and we're chasing and we're chasing. And when God says, you know what? Stop chasing. Yeah. Humble yourself, find your fulfillment in me and mm-hmm. watch me do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you could think or ask. And I know it's the opposite of what the world teaches. The world says, right. knock people down for it, you know, mm-hmm. pull people off the ladder so you can step up. The world mm-hmm. says, Hey, you know what? If you, you got to fight your claw, your way to the top, but then you get there and you're there. And God says, no, the last shall be first. And, and, and all of a sudden we get this very strange, very unearthly like concept of what it looks like for God to lift his people up, to love his people, to give, do good to his people. Mm -hmm. And it's not through a proud spirit, but it's through this humble spirit. It's through, it's through our, like in childlike faith, that is not an accident that that's the illustration that we're given so much through the gospels. It's like a child who comes and says, hey, I can't, can you pick me up? I can't do this. Can, can you help me? Yeah. I, I can't reach that. Can you, can you do this for me? I, I can't do that. And watching God right. come like a good father and step into those mm-hmm. places in our lives. And, and even in the places of pain and in the places of confusion. So as we we're going to leave here today, Allie, and I know that everybody said, okay, well, how do I do this though? Well, if you want to get ahead of us uh, for next week, go ahead and start really pouring over Mm. seven through uh, 12. Um, But next week on the podcast, James is not going to leave us with do it without the how to. And so verse seven is going to be, okay. So then if I identify and find myself in verses one through six, 
then how do I get where I need to be? And that starts in verse seven. And James is going to begin to walk us through, okay, how do I change this this place that I've gotten myself into and and find myself humble before the Lord? And uh, so if you want to get ahead of us, go ahead, dive into verses uh, seven through 12 this week and really just start to read and ask the Lord to show you what this looks like in your own life. And I can't wait really to talk about it next week. These are some very, if you're a church person and you've, you've attended church anytime at all, you've probably heard somebody talk about some of these verses. And yet I wonder if we really understand them well. So I can't wait to talk about them next week. And I think this is a really good place to end uh, this week's podcast, just because we all do need to take some time before we jump Mm -hmm. into the how we do need to take some time and go through those verses once again, Mm -hmm. verses one through six and ask, but with a searching heart saying, work with me here, Holy Spirit, show me where it is, because I do want to get there. But I need to know what I'm, I need. To, I need you to show me what what we're getting rid of, and I need to be okay getting rid of it. And it's going to take a minute, maybe, to get rid of my pride, or it's going to take a minute to get rid of that direction or change directions a little bit. So take mm-hmm. some time in prayer and go over these verses, and then, you know, and then we'll jump into seven through twelve. Absolutely, yeah. This could be fantastic because sometimes the biggest battle is us admitting, yeah, who we really are and where we really are. So uh, do the hard work this week um, in, in just growing up and where you're at right now and understand that this is huge for our lives uh, because the Bible tells us that that pride comes before a fall. Yeah. And so what that means for us is if we don't humble ourselves, we are headed for a fall. And uh, right. and some of you may you like headed for it. I'm already in the hole over here. <laughs> and uh, so good. Well, good news for you. James has got help on the way. So thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. We're always glad that you join us as we continue to study through James. We've only got a few more weeks left, Allie, as we, as we right. go into the last uh, finish up chapter four and five, and we'll be done with James. Uh, we've mentioned it before, but if you would like to get the study on the book of James and you'd like to do maybe a little bit deeper dive than what we've got in this podcast, um, you can check out a Bible study that I've done on the book of James, and you can find that in yes. this week's notes. So you can order that on dareformore.org. You can grab this study and you can kind of do a little personal, deeper tra- uh, study into the book of James. And we'd love to have you join us on that. So, all right. Well, until next time, thank you so much for joining us on Rooted Deep. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.